Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. I'm Ben Van Loon, and my cookbook is Van Loon Artisan Ice Cream. I was so excited to get this cookbook because one of your latest ice cream shops is a mere three blocks away from me in the West Village, and I'm there all the time. So, Ben, take me back to the moment when Van Leeuwen Artisan Ice Cream was born with your partners Pete Van Leeuwen and Laura O'Neill. We started Van Leeuwen back in 2008 with one ice cream truck. Um, our goal was to do really amazing ice cream off of a truck, which wasn't done then. And to us, that meant making ice cream with just milk, cream, sugar, and egg yolks, and meticulously sourcing pretty straightforward flavors to start from small producers all over the world. So we found chocolate from Michelle Cuiseau in France, who only sources directly from seven biodynamic plantations. Um, with deliciousness as the goal always, pistachios from Sicily, hazelnuts from Piedmont. Um, At that point, we were using a really special vanilla extract that we had made um, by aging the bourbon and Tahitian beans in oak barrels. And we um, launched the business um, from our first truck. And the first location we ever did was Soho on Green and Prince Street. Yeah, and it was it was super exciting. I, I you know vividly remember the first day my brother Pete and I and Laura were driving around and um, weren't really sure where to park if anyone would come and buy ice cream. And we pulled up to the corner of Green and Prince and people started lining up. So ice cream making at home is one of the more intimidating tasks for home cooks. How does your cookbook demystify ice cream making for the home cook? And what equipment do we need? It's pretty simple. You just need an ice cream maker. And and I, you can get a really good ice cream maker for $40. Um, so it's not a huge investment. Um, if you want to make ice cream, definitely worth it. In terms of the process of ice cream making, I've never seen an ice cream cookbook um, for the home cook that's as detailed or even uh, sort of industry commercial book that's as detailed in our book um it's the recipes are basically failure proof because we put so many uh, like precars into each recipe that prevents you from overcooking the egg yolks or getting too much evaporation and it becoming too sweet um so if you read our book and sort of follow the recipes you'll not only be able to make amazing ice cream from our recipes but you'll you'll very quickly like become an awesome ice cream maker and be able to make your own recipes and really understand the science behind ice cream making which is creating a balance of fat sugar solids and water so let's talk about vanilla which is a staple in everyone's pantry. What are the differences in vanilla's flavor characteristics? And from your book, I learned that there are different tastes of vanilla depending on the geography, the terroir. Can you talk about that? Yeah, vanilla is such an interesting flavor. Um, It's indigenous to Mexico, um, and it was sort of brought throughout the world by the Spaniards after they kind of conquered Mexico. Um, And one of the first places it was brought was Madagascar, which at that point was called the Bourbon Islands. So they brought, and vanilla is, uh, it's actually the seed pod from an orchid flower, um, one of the only edible orchids. 
And they brought this flower to the Bourbon Islands in Madagascar and started cultivating it there. They also brought it to Tahiti. Um, So those were the first two places outside of Mexico that it was cultivated. And because of that, those two strains have become the sort of universal strains. So they call some vanilla bourbon vanilla and some vanilla Tahitian vanilla. So bourbon vanilla compared to Tahitian has more of a classic vanilla flavor. It has a lot of vanillin, which is one of the 230 compounds that make vanilla taste like vanilla and tahitian vanilla has a lot more of the floral compounds so it's a bit more delicate lighter we always use a combination of both vanillas um for the book because sometimes it's harder to find both um i think we recommend using either or you could use half and half um but Aside from the bourbon and Tahitian being these two different varieties because of where they were cultivated, the um, terroir will also affect how vanilla tastes. And then the final, so if you were to grow a bourbon vanilla in Tahiti, it would taste different than a bourbon vanilla grown in Madagascar. The final thing that really affects the taste of vanilla is both how fresh it is and how it was cured. So there's basically two ways to cure vanilla. Um, You pick the pod off of the orchid, so it's this green seed pod, um, almost looks like a green bean. And in, you know, this is usually growing in pretty hot places. So they have big canvas mats that they lie out on the ground and they sort of like grapes turning into raisins, let the pods age in the sun and they turn them over and it's a slow process. And then they shrivel up and Um, The sugar compounds come up and they become brown and delicious and fragrant. And the other cheaper, because it's faster way to do it, is to actually fire cure the vanilla. And they tend to do that more in Indonesia. Um, And that traditionally is seen as like a lower end vanilla product. But because smoke flavor is like very in vogue right now, Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool if you can get your hands on that vanilla. They've kind of stopped doing it, um, so it's hard to find. The last time I found any was actually in Indonesia, in Bali. We bought some from from a vanilla plantation, and they were still smoking their beans. And it was really cool. I mean, the smoke, vanilla is a delicate flavor, so the smoke definitely mutes a lot of the nuance of vanilla. But um, it's, it's really it's cool to find that, too. So what is your favorite recipe from the book? Whoa, what is my favorite recipe from the book? <laughs> or maybe favorite three. Um, okay, so one of my, maybe my top favorite is the creme fraiche flavored ice cream with apple crumble. Um, so that flavor, we basically are replacing all of the cream with creme fraiche, which you can either buy or make yourself. And then we stew apples with some pink peppercorn, add a splash of calvados, and then we make a crumble. And Now, what's calvados? Calvados is an apple brandy from Normandy. Um, so in Normandy, they have like tons of apple trees, and they make cider from the apples, and then they take the dregs of the cider and make calvados, and then the cows walk around the apple orchards eating the apples, and they make um, camembert with that. So it's like nice. this beautiful French... Um, Normandy thing. Um, So yeah, it's like cognac, but made with apples. So I'm fascinated by your take on sugar in ice cream. It's the focal point for most ice creams, but you've chosen to focus on flavors. Talk to us a little about ingredients and how you source them. Sure. Um, So our sourcing of ingredients is very, very particular. 
um, in part because there are certain ingredients that we won't um, allow into our ice cream. So, for example, we there's never any soy in our ice cream. And then other ingredients. Um, I mean, a lot of the research happens um, at the start on the Internet. Um, so if we want to find, like, the best nuts in the world, we'll start researching where those are from and taste them. But I guess in terms of, like, researching new flavors and, like... Um, that is the inspiration for new flavors. Usually, I mean, we do have we have like weekly meetings where we brainstorm flavors and have a constantly evolving Google Doc with hundreds of hundreds of flavors on it. And we also go to the farmers market, see what's available. But I find that like the best inspiration and the best flavors stem out of actually like making ice cream for days on end and being around a lot of ingredients and tasting and smelling and um, adding this flavor to that flavor. I like how you've included information on where the home cook can buy your ingredients in the book. That's really helpful. Absolutely, yeah, because ingredients are so important in ice cream. Um, So yeah, we encourage people to seek out the best ingredients. Now, vegan ice cream is all the rage now. How do you keep the creaminess and richness found in regular ice cream? And was this Laura's idea? Um, So the vegan ice cream was, man, it's so hard to remember whose idea it was. (laughs) Um, I think we all take credit for it. Laura, it does come from a family of, half of her family are vegans and have been pretty much since she was born. Um, But a lot of it, too, was customer demand. People wanted a non-dairy ice cream. Right. And we started, and we, you know, almost as an afterthought, we said, okay, let's throw something together, get it out there. We did a coconut-based vanilla and a coconut-based chocolate, um, and they were so popular. And we spent about two days developing them. And they were really good, but we knew we could do better. And when we saw that they were popular, we were like, okay, let's do this. So I went home, um, spent about three months developing recipes in my home kitchen, which is still my favorite place to develop recipes. Um, And the goal was to not make really good vegan ice cream. It was to make, uh, like, ice cream that was as good as anything, even though it was vegan. We we had a feeling that cashews, coconuts, and cocoa butter would be kind of the holy trinity of vegan ice cream. Um, so I actually used spreadsheets, um, which we do a lot in ice cream making, to figure out fat levels, sugar levels, and solids levels. And on our first try, like, we pretty much nailed it. It was so good. And then we spent a couple more months tweaking, developing flavors, But the cashews are amazing because they're really high in solids, so they give you that chew. Um, The coconut has, like, a really luscious fat. And then as an emulsifier, we add the cocoa butter, um, which both emulsifies and sort of makes more creamy. The vegan is really good. I I get the vegan chocolate all the time. Cool. It's really, really good. So looking back to 2008... Uh, I feel like your ice cream trucks were the beginning of the whole food truck revolution here in New York City. Um, What are your plans for 2015 and beyond? Wow. So our plans for 2015 are um, opening new stores. So right now we're building a store in Williamsburg on North 5th and Wythe um, that will be our flagship. So our biggest store to date, seating for about 70 people, um, homemade ice cream cones, vegan soft serve, classic soft serve, 
um, a bar where you can kind of sit at and order the ice cream and watch your Sundays being made. We're also building two stores in Los Angeles, um, which we're very excited about. And all of this is being made possible by a new production facility that we're building in Greenpoint. Nice. Um, Which, aside from letting us make a ton of ice cream, it's going to have, for us, a very, very big pastry kitchen where we'll be able to produce more sort of cookies and cakes and brittles and toffees that we add into the ice cream, which we're very, very excited about. So we're going to be launching um, novelties, so ice cream bars, ice cream sandwiches. Um, but everything we do will still like remain very small scale, um, so all made by hand. Those are our big plans for this year. So Where can we find you on the web? Um, our Instagram is... Van Leeuwen Ice Cream. Our website is vanleeuwenicecream.com and Twitter is V-L-A-I-C. Well, thank you, Ben Van Leeuwen, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you so much, Susie. It was great.